Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Saturday, June 8th, 2019, and on my mind today, uh, as I promised uh, the other day, I uh, wanted to talk about, um, you know, this is a Howard County thing, and I'm going to be speaking more specifically to Howard County, but these issues really go on in communities everywhere in Maryland and probably just everywhere, period. And uh, these are issues of community discussions about where to allocate resources and where priorities are and what's fair and what's not fair and what type of community are we becoming. And these are the sort of existential crises that I see that mostly people on the left are having in this age of Trump. And, and frankly, this is how the crazy right wins. The crazy right wins because the left um, balkanizes itself. And there are continued purity tests and um, who's more uh, socially conscious and wants more social justice than the next person. And, uh, you know, that, that sets people who are like-minded arguing against each other and fighting with each other. And all that winds up doing is uh, letting the Wookiees win. Uh, basically lets the uh, goofballs on the right side laugh and joke and make fun, uh, you know, but they do hold unity, and, uh, and that's how they win. And that, that's why you see, you know, even though Trump has a 40% approval rating, there was a CNN poll that came out yesterday that said that if, he, if the election were held uh, today, uh, that 54% of people, as opposed to 41 who don't think this, but 54% would think that Trump would get reelected. Uh, even though, in a lot of hypothetical horse races, Trump loses to Biden, to Warren, to Sanders, to O'Rourke, to, to Harris. Um, but yet 54% of the people think that Trump's going to get reelected. So what that tells me is that there's a good amount of the population out there who thinks that Democrats are going to screw it up. And so that's on the national level. When you take that way, way down to the local level, what it tells me, you know, what, how that manifests itself are in these little arguments. So here in Howard County, there seems to be a lot going on. Um, you know, we had uh, Kirsten Coombs on the show um, on the podcast uh, a couple episodes ago. And she spoke as to the Howard County uh, education budget. Now, I have to say this. I have very little clue why in a county as affluent and as educated as Howard, we want for money to pay for anything. I don't get it. Um, we shouldn't. And yet that's where we are. And that's where we are with our school budget. That's where we are with our general operating budget. Uh, that's the position in which we find ourselves. Um, and of course, you know, the annual budget cycle for the county, that just ended and a new budget was passed. And uh, of course, again, you know, there are decisions that had to be made. There are things that had to be cut. Uh, there are things that have to be funded. Um, you know, the county executive of Howard County, Calvin Ball, just came out with a about $120 million ish uh, I think maybe a little bit more, 
but roughly, I think it's a range of 120 to 140 a million dollars to uh, redo old Ellicott City. Um, you know, I guess my question is, where do people feel that the this money is going to come from? Is it all going to come from trees? Um, you know, I did mention that I don't understand how the county doesn't have money to pay for stuff. But, you know, the county, um, you know, people want a high quality of life. You know, people want things, but to want things, you have to pay for them. And Howard Countyans can certainly afford to pay. Uh, that being said, you know, I'm, I'm a household uh, that is definitely under the median of uh, Howard County income. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I know I could afford to pay a little bit more. Uh, so I, I'm sure that a lot of others are, too. So then that gets me to another issue is how to raise additional income for the county. So there is this issue of um, impact fees for developers. And I've spoken on this topic before, and I used to write about it when I had the blog. Developers who want to do business in Howard County can certainly afford to pay more. It all comes out in the costs of the homes anyway. Uh, and so another $1,000 uh, a unit, or for that matter, developer and frankly over the course of a 30-year mortgage you're talking increasing a monthly payment by $50 I'm a finance guy so I've done the math but on at about 3.75 percent APR mortgage for 30 years a uh, $5,000 to about $50 a month in your mortgage payment. So can people afford to pay that? Of course they can. Uh, that's, that's almost invisible in even a, even a median income uh, family's budget in Howard County. Uh, so, you know, not helping uh, public perception um, were all the things that were done that were a little bit underhanded and a little bit shell gamey uh, with the impact fee bill this year, uh, exempting certain developers, attempting to exempt uh, senior housing because of a large developer, Erickson Communities, who then in turn gave large campaign contributions to a number of Howard County elected officials. And uh, then, you know, and, and folks, uh, you know, who were candidates for office in 2018. Uh, and, you know, then people who were standing on the side of increasing these impact fees were being labeled as anti-senior. How is it anti-senior to be in favor of impact fees? Well, the stretch, the plastic man-like stretch that folks were making was that since, you know, senior housing is built in Howard County, and if you, so therefore, if you raise the impact fee on development, then you are making senior housing more expensive, therefore you are anti-senior. I really don't see the connection between raising impact fees on developers and truly wanting to hurt seniors from getting 
the benefits and and uh, and and uh, status that they have deserved and achieved through their hard years of work. I don't understand it. That was not, you know, the right to pay that they have the problem of having to pay a little bit more for a 55 plus condo in uh, wherever in Howard County does not exactly equate to choices as to whether or not to eat uh, or to get prescriptions filled. Uh, which is uh, a very real choice that a num- that so many seniors, even in the land of milk and honey, Howard County face. So I don't exactly see that argument. I don't exactly see supporting impact fees as being against uh, as being against seniors. Uh, where I do come down on this personally is with the issue of affordable housing, which uh, is kind of uh, related to the impact fee uh, issue, but it's also a separate kettle of fish uh, in many ways. I think the Venn diagram of these two things overlaps only a little bit, only a little slice. Um, You know, the problem that we have here with this is... um, you know, we and as a county, and I know Howard County is not alone in this, but we've allowed exemptions from providing for uh, affordable housing that are so big you can drive a truck through them. And affordable housing in this county and in many places in Maryland is frankly a joke. Uh, and and so what happens is not enough affordable housing gets built. And I mean, when we're talking affordable housing in Howard County, we're talking about, um, in, you know, people with incomes of like $60,000. That's a good salary. $60,000 is a good salary in many parts of this country, and frankly, even in many parts of Maryland. But at Howard, where the median is up around $120,000 or so, $60,000 is, is, is 50%. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, people who are nice middle income wage earners uh, and and they and they wouldn't have the money to get along and get by and afford housing in Howard County. It's ridiculous. Um, So we're talking about that. So Howard County doesn't isn't very serious, I think, about affordable housing. And this is not an aspersion upon one elected official or one uh, department or anything. It's just not. It really hasn't been uh, for a long time. And I do think that things are starting to turn for the better. Uh, But I still think there's a long, long way to go there. And then we have, on top of all these these other things, which are now forming a nice little, uh, uh, you know, poo-flavored sundae, uh, there's the whipped cream and cherry on top of the poo flavored sundae, which is school redistricting. And uh, so here's another thing where uh, Howard Countyans are fussing and fighting with themselves because now there's school redistricting that's going to start next week in Howard County. And I've already seen all the social media posts. Our home has been zoned in so-and-so high school district forever, and now we're going to have to go to another – or no, they want us to go to another high school. It's incredible. 
I can't believe it. Seriously? Or or no, or no, here's another one. Our realtor told us that this this house would stay within this school district. How can it change? Why are to us? I don't understand. This is unfair. Seriously? Stop with your white upper middle class welfare people. This is ridiculous. Howard County has some of the finest public schools in the state of Maryland. It's always towards the top in terms of best school districts. You're not going to suffer because to Wild Lake High School as opposed to Centennial or as opposed to the Taj Mahal of Howard County, River Hill. It's not going to be a big problem. If your has to go from Marriott's Ridge to Mount Hebron, it's not going to hurt anybody. If your kid has to go from Howard to Longreach, or God forbid, Howard to Oakland Mills, which happens to be where my two kids went, um, you know, they're not going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives. They're still going to get a great educational experience. They're still going to get all of the opportunities that Howard County Public Schools have to offer. Plus, you never know. They may just meet friends. They may just meet people who have different backgrounds than themselves. And they may just become more well-adjusted to go out into the world at large that they're going to face once they graduate high school. But no, we don't think about anything like that in Howard County. We think about, we were told that we were going to have a home in the Centennial School District and, the, and we paid money to be in the Centennial School District because it's a preferred school district because the real estate industry uh, has enabled it to so that prices are home prices are inflated in Centennial. So now what? We have to go to Howard. We have to go to Wild Lake. Outrage. How can this be? I can't believe it. This is some of the most ridiculous stuff I have ever seen. Um ever uh, in, in my entire life. Forget my civic involvement, my life. Here's a news flash for HOCO residents and for residents of other parts of the state and country who are afraid to move their dear little Hannah or Connor into a part of their area that is less than fully savory and less than meeting their expectations. Get over it. If you are expecting that building to teach your child, to educate your child, you are making a grave mistake. Uh, that child is, is going to learn based on their values, based on their, what they're taught, and based on their support system. So you parents, get involved, stop, get off of Facebook, and walk your butt into the school, be involved in the PTA, do things, Get out there and be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. If your child, if your Connor or Hannah is moved into a school that you perceive has quote unquote issues, then you, you owe it to yourself. More importantly, you owe it to your children to go to that school, find out what the issues really are, and then be part of the solutions as opposed to continuing to be in part of the problems. So just, just get it done. Save your breath. Save your social media pike.
of 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 going to the board of education, going to the county, and complaining about you know what you feel is unfair. I don't begrudge you that, but what I do begrudge you is that once the outcome is settled, not accepting it. You have to accept the outcome. And once the outcome happens, if it's not to your liking, then then work which work as you can within the system to make the situation to your liking. You owe that to yourself, and more importantly, you owe that to your child. Uh, that's just pretty basic stuff. So um, all of these things, right? All of these things have created all of this kerfuffle, all of this social media fall to all, all of this nonsense going on uh, here in Howard County. And so everybody's up against each other. Everybody's, you know, uh, you know, the school system doesn't care about this. The county executive doesn't care about this. The county council doesn't care about this. Department of Planning and Zoning, Department of Education, you know, uh, you know, you, we got these self-appointed activists and people who represent organizations that have about two members, you know, and they're the same two consternated people who show up every time there's a hearing because they have no other life. And, and you know, and, oh, well, you know, here's what we're doing here, and I can't believe, and this is going to be the end of civilization as we know it, and oh, I'm so concerned, and oh, well, you know, you know, it's easy to back, it's easy to complain. Really, really friggin' easy to just complain. Really easy to talk about what people shouldn't do. A little bit harder to get in the game and be active and be involved. So, um, you know, I appreciate the fact that there are people out there in civic discourse in Howard County who had ran for office be it a election cycle or two ago, and and they they are making their voices heard. And some of them, you know, there are some organizations that have cropped up in the last ten or so years in Howard County that are legit, and and they they actually do do things, um, you know, that are kind of civic watchdog in nature, and that's good. But in this little social media age where everybody has a uh, voice. You have to be really careful. You, know, you have to be really careful about left-wing Trumpism. You know, oh, many people are saying, or everybody I talk to, uh, well, you know, everybody someone talks to may mean the person they see in the mirror in the morning. That may be what everybody talks to, uh, or that may be, you know, everybody they know. Um, you know, we have to be careful. And we also have to realize this. We are here in a participative democracy. We're not here in a kingdom. Uh, you know, you have a right to get involved. Uh, Howard County is a pretty involved community. Central Maryland are pretty involved communities. A lot of things go on. You have a lot of opportunities to go talk, you know, to uh, access your elected representatives and uh, people from uh, local um, public service departments who uh, who will listen to you, whose job it is for them to listen to you. And if they don't listen to you, then then they there are mechanisms to do something about those people. Uh, many of them occur at the ballot box. 
So you do have opportunities. So all is not lost. But frankly, Howard County, in terms of these last few weeks of, um, you know, uh, of, of accusations of civic institutions being heavy handed and, uh, you know, anti-citizen, get over yourselves. Uh, it's been pathetic what I've been reading on social media. Um, you know, um, if you want a, you know, because here are my key takeaways and my key messages for you folks today. Um, if you want a great quality of life, you have to pay for it. That's one. Uh, secondly, um, sometimes that means paying more. That's two. Three, everybody should be asked to pay their fair share for that quality of life. Uh, and that includes the developer community as well as businesses, as well as residents, as well as visitors who come here uh, to use county services. Um, and four, Howard County already has a pretty high standard of living uh, so be happy. Uh, that's a first world problem. Uh, we live in probably ground zero and probably the national capital of first world problems. Oh my God, I just created it. Howard County, the national capital of first world problems. Um, that may go on a t-shirt very soon. So, um, with that in mind, HOCO residents and uh, Marylanders in general, um, you know, I, I, I'm done for a Saturday morning. So um, join me on Tuesday. I will be interviewing Howard County State's Attorney uh, Rich Gibson. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's very happy to be a Howard County resident, him and his lovely family. He was elected to the... Uh, position of state's attorney for the first for the first time in uh, 2018 and I'll be very happy to chat with him about um, you know what 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 he's all about how he got here um, what he's doing now that he's here and what his plans are for the future it should be a really exciting and a uh, fun episode so uh, you have been listening to episode 31 of Forward Maryland. Uh, my name is Bill Woodcock, and I hope you all have a terrific day. Take care.